Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to the Luke and Pete show on Thursday the 6th of February with me, Luke Moore. And me, Sam Ashton. Sam Smith. Sam Ashton. Is depends that what you want to be? Depends where I want to be. Uh... You should have briefed me beforehand that you yeah, were going to put yourself that. Sorry about that. Um, Sam's with us while Pete's still in Japan. Um, probably, I'm going to say getting up to no good. Almost certainly getting up to no good. So Sam's deputising. I am. One half of the Fantastic Set Meals podcast. We'd like to showcase our other Stakhanov shows on um, here on Luke and Pete show. And what better way to do it than with um, Sammy Smith there in, in the seat. How you doing, mate? How's your week been? My week's been good. My week's been very joyous, very mellow thus far. Settling into your new house? Oh, aye. Settling right in. Have you, got any, have you found any rodents? No rodents. A lot of spiders in the cellar. Have you got a cellar? Little, oh, mate, big cellar. Very, very large indeed. What's the difference between that and the basement? Same thing. I think so. Cellar sounds better though, no? Cellar sounds... Cellar sounds a bit less murdery. I was about to say that, yeah. Basement sounds like it could be that you've got a, a kind of weed-addicted 18-year-old son living yeah. down there. Yeah, Or Give it time. Or bodies in there. Yeah, exactly. Cellar can sound like... For me, cellar is... It's wine. Yeah, wine. It's sophisticated. Well, do you know what? The, the dude that sold us the place uh, had... He was a wine collector and he's left his wine rack there, ready to be filled. Yeah. Ready to be slotted in. Not that I know anything about wine at all. You, so you've been to Hardy's. So, yes. I've been to Majestic Wines on the high street. Thank Got you. some leaf round milk and a couple of Lamborghinis. Get her in there. Get stock them, them up. In. Yeah, Why stock them you? up. Um, How's your week? It's been all right. It's been pretty good. Pretty busy. You know me, keeping busy, man. Oh, aye. I'm always tearing around at 100 mile an hour, aren't I? Mm-hmm. I, I actually, depressingly, um, when it comes to work, I actually see the Luke and Pete show as a, as a nice kind of uh, diversion. Have a bit of a relax. Shoot the shit with me old pal. Uh, or in this case, you. what about this week? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and and, and just uh, just do my thing. Um, we didn't talk much about um, Super Bowl. Did you watch Super Bowl on Sunday? I didn't actually watch it. I did watch the main event though, which was the halftime show with J Lo and Shakira. The thing is, I want so I am a I am a I don't even know what the word is an America file. Right? Mm-hmm. I like I like American things. I like going there. Obviously, family and stuff. It's a great place to go to. But back in the day, I think I wanted to not like the Super Bowl halftime mm-hmm. show because I thought, I think, I oh, don't know what. It's a bit naff. Yeah, it's not what it's about. Yeah. We were there to watch a sporting event. I would be like, what, what about the players? They're gonna, their, their muscles are going to cool down. They need to stay warm. <laughs> it's half an hour. What's happening here? Keep them busy. But you have to say, every time you, you see it, you're like, that's good, isn't it? It, it is good. It is good. And then you, then you realise that it is as much about that as the sport. Because it's America, and they love all that, and they shit. they understand and respect that everything is an ex- extension of the, of the entertainment industry. Yeah, definitely anything. But ever since I watched that documentary on Netflix that you put me on to about Aaron Hernandez, oh yeah, uh, I can't look at American football the same way. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, up until fairly recently, the halftime shows used to be like I think they used to be like marching bands and stuff like that. What was the first big one? The first sort of I'm not sure big but, headline. But like the, the interesting thing is, like 
I mean, it's now it's now seen as like a real stamp of quality if you're a recording artist, right? Oh yeah. If you're like asked to do the Super Bowl, yeah, you're big. Right? Yeah. Well, it's like if you look in 1989, it was the theme was 1950s rock and roll. It's the most 1989 thing ever. The official title of the um, the halftime show sound was Bebop Bamboozled in 3D. <laughs> In 3D. And the performer, Elvis Presto. <laughs> Never heard of him. God, gross. Never heard of him. It's like walking him. into a shop and they haven't got the official uh, the official songs on. Before Elvis Presto performed, there was an introduction by Bob Costas and a 3D commercial for Dark Coke. Oh my God. Yeah. How but times have changed. If you went to a Super Bowl, what, what, who would you, if you're in your ideal situation, who would you like as the halftime performer? Because if we go back over the last, say, 15 years, you go back to, say, 2005. I'll list them in all... Actually, no. Let's go back to 2004 because um, it was uh, Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock and Justin Timberlake. And I think that might have been the old wardrobe malfunction year. Right. After that, Paul McCartney. After that, 2006, The Stones. 2007, Prince. 2008, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. 2009, Bruce Springsteen. 10, The Who. 11, Black Eyed Peas. Meh. Yeah. Uh, 12 uh, Madonna the thing is the year the Black Eyed Please play, play, played yeah. Usher and Slash also played it's a mishmash that is bizarre <laughs> yeah, that's a mishmash that is bizarre it's like when Bruno Mars played and introduced the Red Hot Chili Peppers onto the stage yeah. they didn't <laughs> yeah. give it away which is like not even not even the recent not as good but nonetheless popular Red Hot Chili Peppers stuff I'm going I'm going honestly someone like a mash of like Kanye West Jay-Z Beyonce just like entertainment which, but enough Sort of jeopardy in in the fact that like Kanye could go a bit west and like beat man the pun could just yeah. go a bit weird yeah and you don't know what you're gonna get but also yeah. there's enough there that you know you're gonna get something good I don't think they trust Kanye West to do absolutely it absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> the it. stadium's burning to the ground yeah. the stadium is burning to the floor <laughs> the rehearsal the day before just a load of open mouthed organisers going. What is, what, what is this? What have we done? Is it too, yeah, it is too late to change. Is it? Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> right, yeah. Get Maroon 5 Maroon. in. So you choose Kanye West? I think so. I like Kanye West. He gets bad rep. but Or someone like, I mean, if we're wishing, like someone like the Beatles, yeah. you know? Not going to happen. Yeah. But you said if, you know, whatever you want. So if you could change... Who are you having? You having uh, Jepsen? Carly Rae would be great. She's not big <laughs> enough, though. No, does that matter? Does no, matter? no. It's, I think Pete thinks that I, the fact that I like Carly Rae Jepsen is a bit weird. And my wife did say that I was the only heterosexual man she's ever met who liked Carly Rae Jepsen. Why do you like her so much? She's great. I think she's a good songwriter. I think she's a good performer. She's a good singer. I like her. You passionately like her. I do. You do. It's not. It's not an act. I know. No, I know. It's I not know. an act, I brother. I know. My brother. What, what was the? What was the one? Uh, was it in Atlanta recently when Maroon Five headlined, and that was quite controversial because Atlanta has like a massive music scene. It what that Maroon oh, Five last year. Maroon Five were last year at the Mercedes Benz Stadium in Maroon Atlanta. Maroon Five, yeah. Travis Scott, Big Boy. That is a weird support act for Maroon Five. But Big Boy is from Atlanta. No, I know. Why isn't he headlining though? Get Outkast, yeah. man. Yeah, that'd be so good. That would be good. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Top draw. Got one half of Outkast there. Yeah, with, I know. with Big Boy. Um, so you didn't you didn't you didn't stop and watch it? Nah, no, I'm not. I'm not arse, man. At no? all. Nah, not arse. Did you stay up? Nah. What time was it on? Like four. No, it's only five hours behind, so it'd be. Right, I think fine. it started at about midnight, maybe. That's not too bad, really. No, but I just it, don't find any enjoyment. By the time you finish, by the time it's finished, it's like four a.m. Though. Yeah, true. Got to go to work the next day. It's just rub- It's just not very good. Well, anyway, what else has been going? What's caught your eye this week? Uh, what has caught my eye this week, Luke Moore? Um, I got absolutely ridiculed on our joint WhatsApp group about my egg making technique. Okay, yeah, my scrambled egg making technique that you, I I I tweeted out. 
saying. Let me find my tweet. You said, uh, let's make it clear. I mean, the thing is, the reason you got oh, ridiculed, yeah. I remember this, <laughs> yeah. and the reason you got ridiculed is because you actually, you, you were quite combative with your opinion on it. Let me make it clear. If you vigorously scramble your eggs rather than folding them gracefully, you're basic. You're tacky and I hate you. I stick by it. I stick by the statement because I remember listening to an interview with this guy called Alvin Kailan who runs a few restaurants called Egg Slut, which is like really big in the States. What and, a name. I know. Started as like a food van. Uh, in LA and then they opened a a restaurant anyway so and he always talked about how he should like you should put the eggs in like whisk them beforehand so they're mixed in a bowl and then put them into a pan like a frying pan for like leave them for like 15-20 seconds and then sort of like turn them in the pan Yeah, and kind of they make like this like rose shape basically and they're kind of like scrambled and kind of like a bit messy but they're also kind of together I dig that Um, and they're being branded now as like Australian eggs right Australian folded eggs. So I don't like mine too sloppy. Yeah. And I don't, obviously don't like them overcooked as well, mm-hmm. but they go watery. Mm-hmm. But so the, a lot of people will say you cook them low and slow. Yeah. They're more creamy, but I like to cook them quick. Yeah. I, and I, and I, 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 I like that. the fold. So I'll, I'll, um, mine, my scrambled egg recipe is very basic. Chuck the eggs in a, in a mixing bowl mm-hmm. or jug, or whatever. Load of salt and pepper. Mix them up with a fork till you're happy with the consistency. Get them in the pan, and like you say, just gracefully kind of mm-hmm. fold them so they're not too scrambled. All about, up. all about the fold. But, but I know what people listening are thinking, and they're going to email in their droves. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. They're going to email in and they're going to say, You're describing an omelette there. I'm not. No, it's I not. I don't an mean omelet. an omelette. I don't mean omelet. you flip it and then nah. you. It's, it's called folding. Yeah. It's different. It, right? is, it is different. Get your spatula, work it around the outside of the pan, mm. sort of bring it in. Just like, if, if anything, just unstick it from the bottom of that pan. Yeah. Shitload of butter in there. And salt it a little bit later on as well, so you get that extra salty hit. Katie in the office, she um, incurred your wrath by suggesting a splash of milk in there. Absolutely unbelievable scenes. <laughs> I got, when, when, I, when I saw that text come through, I thought, thank God the heat's off me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, she's taking that bullet for you, man. Oh, my God. You, yeah. you, you basically, she's just jumped in front of you in the shot. Time. Yeah, because that's just going to deaden the flavour. Yeah, I don't enjoy that. No. People should email in. Hello, Luca. It's not the homework for this week, but... It is nevertheless a subject to talk about. Hello at LukeandPeach.com. Talk to Space Scrambled Egg Technique. Do you put anything else through it? Do you put a few chives through there? Uh, every now and then I'll put spring onion through it. Um, and then with some like chili, like chili, like flakes, like red pepper flakes. But not really, no. I like it basic, a lot of butter. Would you ever put it in the microwave is the big question. Mm, my dad makes them in the microwave. Yes, that's, that's, no. That is an era thing, I think, because my I, dad does that. I don't use... Um, Butter in there. What? Splash of oil. Loads of butter. Loads and loads and loads of butter. We're back onto that empty calories thing again. Oh, I love it. Because I'm old. I'm fat. It. I love it. Yeah. How many eggs would you eat in one go? In one sitting? Yeah. Four. You go four, do you? Yeah. I normally go three. I like go more than three. Yeah, I quite like four. Four. More eggs than toast. I, I, I've tried to like half my toast. I used to go two slices of toast, three eggs. Now yeah. I go four eggs, one slice of toast. Um, and the other thing I thought you were going to bring to the table was you've found some weird, this is Donaldson-esque, this, this weird craze on YouTube for people drinking endless bottles of water. By the way, right, I found this the other day, and you guys were talking about Pete drinking his water a few weeks ago, right, in the office. So, he, so, Pete, so Pete basically took, uh, on, one, on one of these episodes a couple of weeks ago, he took my Nalgene, which he hates inexplicably, yeah. uh, filled it up to the top so it was a litre and drank it as quick as he could, and I think he did it in 26 seconds. But I couldn't work out if that was off the back of what I found. 
which is a new trend of YouTubers drinking water. No, it didn't come from that. It came from the fact that Pete rates himself as a bit of a boozer. Right. And I said, Hey, lad. I know, exactly. Hashtag lad. Lad alarm. (laughs) And he couldn't obviously drink a beer in here. So I said, look, if you can drink quickly, just drink drink water. And he did it. But it's, I don't think it's anything to do with this YouTube thing. What, what even so, is this YouTube So thing? I stumbled across this, I mean, albeit it is, it is from the sun, which is a bit pathetic. Bizarre new YouTube craze sees teen vloggers raking in cash with weird videos of themselves drinking endless bottles of water. And then it sends you to this the, the YouTube page with a guy called John Drinks Water, 38,000 subscribers, mm. and all they do is just drink water. Isn't it dangerous to drink too much, though? I don't know, but this guy, I mean, there's a man on the screen just drinking water and there's a screenshot of his phone and around it are just other smaller versions of him drinking water. Oh, it's better than the Masked Singer. Look at that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're not wrong. But, you know, when I spoke to Pete a few weeks ago and said, um, Pete, you know, people need to, in, in, I think it might have been actually six months ago in the summer and I said, Pete, you know, people need to stay hydrated, don't they? Drink water when it's hot. He was like, no. That's not, Pete, that's not true though, is it? If anything, anything, we're we're already 95% water, it's too much. Drink less. The man is an absolute maniac. Uh, One one popular uh, water YouTuber, Aaron Drinks Water, said, when we reach milestones, we congratulate each other. It smacks smacks of a guy at the Sun uh, online desk not knowing anything about YouTube. Yeah, true. And finding this and going, yeah, I'll just put that in there. But to be fair to, to, to fair to, to him, this guy's channel is all just that. It's just drinking water. Yeah, it's not what you want. Bizarre. It's not what you want. Um, what we should do now is um, take a quick break. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back, we are going to round up a load more emails. So get one lined up, Samo. Yes, sir. And um, we will set some more homework for this weekend as well. All right, bear with us a sec. We'll see you in a moment. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The problem appears to be that we haven't got our photo ID to try and travel to Scotland, which, as far as I can remember, was in the British Isles. What can we do? We're utterly hamstrung by these thick-headed people wearing orange suits. Um, welcome back to the Luke and Pete show on Thursday, 6th of February. Sam, do you uh, find it as fascinating as Pete and I do that um, it's funny when posh people get angry? Yeah, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable because I just feel like they don't know how to do it and <laughs> yeah. they're pretending that they do know how to do it. Mm. I don't know that many posh people. I actually think that Charlie, who we work with, is one of the poshest people I know, and he's not even that posh. He just comes from a posh area. Yeah. And I imagine if Charlie got really angry, he'd he'd turn into Hugh Grant immediately. And yeah, and, get, and, like, and oh, I also oh, think... Oh, yeah, oh, and the oh. thing that really unites them all is they get really red-faced. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What, what, um, do you have a bit of inverted snobbery then? Because you're a down-at-heel, trodden-upon Welshman. No. Nah, mm, I guess maybe. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. I never really thought of it, but yeah, perhaps I have. Yeah, you? Because you're I, from. I'm, I'm conscious. You're from a horrible place as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, con- I'm conscious of uh, that. I probably am, but I try not to be. I try and take people as I find them. Yeah, right. Um, but I do find it funny when 
I do find it funny when really posh people do anything, really, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to, I have to like, uh, I have to understand that I'd probably do judge them slightly differently to other but people. But I, I almost feel like they can't get offended because they're, they've had a better upbringing than I. I would love people to email. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've been through the stick. You yeah. can't get offended by that. You've had a nice time. You've had a fine time. You've got nothing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'd love people to email in and don't be embarrassed. We're all friends here. It's a community. Email in, you know the email address, hello at lukeandpeach.com and make your claim for being the poshest listener we've got. Yeah, good. We send, just send like audio clips in. Yeah. Because I met um, Mark Pugash, I've worked with Mark Pugash mm-hmm. for a sports presenter. I met him last week um, and he's married to a lady. He's married, it's like in, literally married into the aristocracy. Has he, has he got posher, do you think? Well, Jules Brees is quite posh anyway, but I never really, he's such a good broadcaster that he's so neutral that type of broadcasting he does, you've got to be like 100% straight on the line yeah, neutral. Yeah. And he's so good at that that you don't know. It's hard to say he's posh or he isn't. You think of like Mark Chapman's another one, sports broadcaster, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's quite northern. Yeah. But you couldn't really yeah, he's quite get neutral, any, though. Yeah. You couldn't get any socioeconomic background from him because bit, of his a work. Bit like Robbie Savage, really. Yeah, one of your lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's one of yours. See, and that is a shame. <laughs> oh You're God. welcome to him. Jesus. Um, so uh, we've got some more emails about the types of. Uh, more formats of beers. Uh, there was a big battle on um, on Twitter earlier this week uh, between some of our listeners and a podcast called If There Is Hell Below, which is a brilliant mm-hmm. music podcast. It just um, gets, I think, eight songs from... Basically, they're, they're wicked. Rob and Callum, they, they trawl all the blogs, right? all the uh, places that you can find, like places like SoundCloud, places like Bandcamp, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and they read voraciously into new music. Okay. And they find eight songs... Uh, a show and they play them. Oh, sick! And it's, a, it's like a really good. They're, they're proper like. I know this is like a wanky term, but they're proper like influencers. Mm-hmm. And um, Rob, one of the presenters, he is like the ambassador for the shower beer. Okay. So he reviews a shower beer every week. No, nice. I think he stopped doing it because him and his wife had a baby. But they, he, he, he reviews on Instagram a shower beer every week. Jokes. And when he heard that That's we were funny. talking about shower beers and that Pete was upset about the idea of them and people were saying, oh, I don't like them. He was like, this is the king. This is the way to consume a beer. What are you talking about? He was really upset about it. So anyway, um, this email came in from uh, Justin who says, um, I thought I would write in with what I consider to be the best beer type, the snowblower beer. I live in the northeast of the United States in a typical American suburb where we get two to four decent amounts of snow per year. This allows me to wheel out my oversized snowblower help my neighbours, and enjoy several cold ones while sticking it to the man in the process. My God. I like this so much, I will actually drive to the liquor store and purchase beer prior to a storm just for um, this purpose. That's so good. I can't think of a better way to enjoy a crisp cold beer, and I will tell you why. Number one, no one will hassle you. You're removing snow from their walkways and driveways, saving them time and effort. Number two, the snow next to your garage can hold and keep your beers perfectly cold. <laughs> you need a minimum of three, one for your driveway, one for the houses to your left and one for the houses to your right. Number three, you're working up some warmth handling the snowblower, which makes the cold beer taste even better. Number four, you are pushing a loud machine so you can claim you can't hear anyone that does complain. Number five, you can stick it to the man with very little chance of having to actually face him. Ideal. Uh, a close kin to the snowblower beer is the Halloween beer, where yet again I can wander through my neighbourhood drinking in a costume and no one will say a thing. He puts across some very valid points. I would never, I would never consider a beer in the snow, but he is skiing. I mean, yeah, I, I, fine, but it, I mean, if you're in wherever in bloody Portsmouth and it's snowing outside, mm. 
you want to be wandering around. It's just cold. It's horrible. Yeah. But he makes it sound delightful. I, I, this is the thing. So at Christmas, I love a mulled wine. But this is it. This is it. It's warm. You want drinks to warm you through your yeah. whiskies, your mulled wine. You're going into your secret alcohol cover and getting out your uh, your whiskey. <laughs> yeah, damn right. <laughs> I would never think about cracking open a cold one in the snow. No, it's not, just not mean. enjoyable. Uh, I've got one more type of beer here. I've got one more list of types of beers here, and I'll hand the emails over to you, Sam. Um, this is from Ant. He regularly emails in Ant from Alicante. Uh, he said, "I moved to write in by the very mention of beer on your last episode. Here are my favourite types of beer. Number four, the bus stop beer." Straight out of work, you've got 10 to 12 minutes to wait for the bus. What do you do? I'm That's not right. having that. You guessed it. I'm not having that. No? No, I'm kind in there. I'm not having that. It's a bit depressing. That's poor. That yeah. is poor. Okay, number three. The airport beer. Is that a classic for you, Sam? Yeah, time of day, though, is a very risky one with that. You don't want to be one of those guys at 3.30 in the morning, Weatherspoons, drinking a Guinness. They all do it, don't they? That's gross, though, isn't it? All the There's not one it. man in that Weatherspoons that's actually enjoying that pint of Guinness. It is not an enjoyable thing w- to drink. I would love people to get in touch about that because I, I think to myself, if I've got to do an early flight, which does happen, mm-hmm. I'll get to the airport for five in the morning. I probably want a nice cup of tea and a bit of food. Yes. I don't want a beer. Are, the people who do it, are they just are they actually enjoying it? I don't think anyone's enjoying it. I once went on a stag do, had a pint of Guinness because I, had to, I wanted to fit in and, uh, and, I had a, and I had a fry up and it was very unenjoyable. I'm pretty sure I had food poisoning. It was vile. Yeah. Gatwick Airport Weatherspoons. Disgusting place no. to drink a pint. No. Well, Ant says, I'm not the world's keenest flyer, but the whole operation is made much more palatable by three or four pints. I don't think I agree. Yeah. Number two, cooking beer. I love cooking me, and the experience is so much more enjoyable if a few cold ones are on hand to quaff between all that chopping, stirring, and whatnot. Yeah. And number one, bath time beer. I'm not having that. No. You can't tell me a bath time beer is better than a shower beer. No, not at all. The only... The only the only thing that might raise it above a shower beer is getting one of those inflatable floaty things that the beer goes in on the water and just like warms it up around. Man. I know, but it bobs around as well. Satisfying. It does. Yeah, that's to be fair, it does. All right, what you got there, mate? Henry Payne got in touch about his bedtime routine. Okay, great. My bedtime routine consists of my wife making me double check every single window outside the bedroom, and I mean every window, that it's closed. Although with the doors being locked as well as checking that every appliance is switched off at the wall before bed. Annoyingly, it comes from me telling her stories of the times my house was burgled as a kid. For a while, we had to, we had to, we also had a kettlebell sat in front of our closed bedroom door to stop home invaders getting into our room whilst we slept. It's like I got uh, sat home alone. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. He also goes on to say, um, on the beer subject, beers on a rowboat is massively underrated. Go to Richmond, grab grab a rowboat with your mates and a box of beers. Loads of fun. It's a lesser spotted beer. It really it? is. I can't remember the last time I was in a rowboat. It's back to the posh people chat we were talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of house burglaries, have I ever told you the story about when my house was burgled while I was in it? No. So when I was living in the house before I'm in now... Um, uh, I was with my ex-girlfriend and um, about 6.30 in the morning, I was kind of conscious of this kerfuffle. It was in the summer um, and the flat was tiny. It was just one bedroom the size of the studio and a living room with a tiny little kitchen and bathroom off it and that was it. <clears throat> and we had left the windows open because it was so hot and um, we were on the first floor, but there was an extension on the ground floor outside the window. So it was a bit of a stupid thing to do, but it was a nice area. Um, yeah, so at 6.30 in the morning, obviously it's bright daylight because it's summer and I noticed this kerfuffle, looked around, and my ex-girlfriend wasn't in the bed. Oh, that's a bit crazy. So I don't know what happened. Uh, so I got up to check, and um, as I went through to the living room, the living room was like in an absolute state, and she had basically chased off a burglar who had oh, r- jumped back out the window and legged it. What? And what he had done is he had got through the window, 
um, took a sleeping bag out of the sleeping bag bag, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and started filling it with CDs, DVDs, and all yeah. that kind of stuff, yeah. put it over his shoulder and jumped out the window. And um, yeah, it was, it was weird. What a weird time of day to break in, though. Yeah. Because I mean, surely people are always in at that time, right? Well, the detective who was assigned to the case, um, you'll be no doubt surprised to, to know they didn't catch him, no. uh, was <laughs> said that it's, um, it's a desperation burglary. Like, it's a, it's a drug addict or something, and they've seen the window open, and they thought, I'm going to go for it. And nicked CDs. But the, thing, I mean? the, thing, the thing I found weird was, yeah, they nicked a load of CDs and one copy of Little Miss Sunshine on DVD. <laughs> they went through all the other DVDs and left them there. It's so weird, isn't it? Yeah, and um, I don't know if it was a, a man or a woman, uh, but it was, it, was, it was kind of weird because the way he said it was a, a desperation kind of drug addict burglary is because, as you've already mentioned, he probably knows that we're in mm-hmm. at that time in the morning. But he's not trying to be quiet. Yeah, he just overrides. He's just like getting get out. And yeah. Just, yeah. But you'd think like a cat burglar would, would yeah. care. But like, I mean. I remember got, I got burgled when I was a kid, when I was like eight or nine. And uh, they took loads, like just, I don't remember what they took. I just remember my mum coming to school and pulling me out of school and just being like, yeah, we'll be burgled. This is rubbish. And like right. loads of my neighbours being like, oh yeah, we actually saw someone walking down the street with a black bin bag um, slung over their shoulder. And we didn't really think of anything. I was like, guys. Guys, yeah. guys, that is that is suspect. Where's your community spirit? <laughs> I don't know yeah, what is going yeah, on? Yeah. And the, weird, the other weird thing about that is that he'd used. We had like a window that opened kind of upwards, hmm. like pulled upwards. He'd used a CD player to prop the window open, but yeah. didn't actually take it. <laughs> like that's mental. You're an idiot. That's <laughs> mental. <laughs> like an idiot. Were you in the house at the time? No, I was in school. My mum was in work. Oh, you said yeah. You, was your mum? Your mum was at work. Yeah, because it happened to us one morning. It, um, I grew up in quite a rough part of town and um, one morning we went downstairs and they hadn't actually got in mm-hmm. but they tried to crowbar open the patio doors right. and so I remember my dad being like really pissed off about it and I think the next, that day he went and got a um, a lock kit and he locked he, he installed a lock a deadlock into the living room door right so if they came or to the back room door so if they came in they couldn't get past that uh, so they couldn't okay, get nice. to us yeah nice um, uh, I don't know if it happened again but anyway um, yeah I mean it's not great is it Burgl- people burgling people's houses Naughty, if you ask me. Um, what about this from... Oh, he hasn't left his name. Oh, Danny. Danny, he says, Hello, gents. Just wondering if either of you have ever played the mostly unknown N64 game, Buck Bumble. Heard of that one, Sam? I, I, it did spark some nostalgia in my mind, yeah. Okay, I haven't heard of it. It wasn't great. It didn't do well enough to warrant a sequel, but the soundtrack was absolutely banging. The, main, the game's main theme tune is an absolute classic house banger. Here it is if you've never heard it before. So we played quite a lot of game theme tunes over Mm -hmm. the years let's see if this one's any good wow (laughs) I imagine the burglars are listening to this when they're breaking into houses this is fucking brilliant (laughs) can you believe how good this is it's unbelievable I planned the whole thing <laughs> it's good it's really good um, so yeah um, are we all good with the release of the of the uh, video game is it on time it's not on time no um, and how's it rate how's it been reviewed badly really you spent cool. all the money on the theme <laughs> yeah. the theme is brilliant looking great yeah. past the main menu though yeah. we're lost if, if we're in the dark on and just leave it it's the best game ever but the beauty of it is it's so good they don't want to leave it <laughs> yeah, so they, exactly. that's all they get to that sounds fucking it's absolutely amazing so I think bizarre. that's the best theme show I've heard in ages so weird I'll tell you what if Janet Jackson heard that she'd rip it off instantly I feel <laughs> 
as she did famously <laughs> with the Sonic theme tune. All right, listen, let's get out of here. We're out of time now. Sam, it's been an absolute pleasure to Thank have you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Have you on this week. And um, just give people where they can go and get Set Meals. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, at Set Meals Podcast, and uh, search Set Meals on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're calling it now, Spotify. It's a weekly show about food, food everywhere around the world, right? Yes, correct. Okay, but in some cases, mostly just the within the mile of London where you live. Correct. Okay, great. Look forward to that. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure. Um, we'll be back on Monday. Um, might even be with another guest host, so hold ah. on to your hats for that. Uh, we'll keep you posted. Thanks very much for listening. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Your homework this week, before I forget, is... When was the last time you spoke to a stranger and why? When was the last time you spoke to a stranger and why? Email us it. That's your homework this weekend. This was a Stakhanov production. You smashed it, kid. Well done. Lovely. That's wicked. Thank you, mate. Enjoyed it. Do you like it? Yeah, very fun. Quite easy, right? Very fun. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.